0: Welcome back to the on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters, with your questers, Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we'll be discussing all things survivable. We're going to talk about uh, kind of surviving in the Badlands, if you happen to want to go there or need to go there or are thrust there. Either way, take your pick. So if you have any questions for us about anything you're going to hear us talk about or have talked about or would like us to talk about... Drop us a line at edsgpodcast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail, and we can go from there. Josh, anything to start off with before we dive into the inhospitable?
1: The Deeper Secrets Kickstarter campaign wrapped last week as we are recording this. It ended up this past Friday, so it was like a week and a half ago when this episode first drops. Yeah. We ended up at like 73,000. 72, 73,000, somewhere right around there. Didn't quite nice. hit that 75,000 target that we were looking for the super secret stretch goal of project manager Andy and art director James squaring off in an Alakia pinup contest. <laughs> Josh
0: is just, just going to commission those artworks on the side just so he can have them up for Alakia.
1: No. She's your pinup girl. We all know it. No. god. <laughs> look pretty but damaged goods <laughs> that's all we are continuing to work on getting that done and pushing things forward and hopefully have some more information on that in the not too distant future fair i
0: i think this was commented on like the most successful earth dawn kickstarter since the first one because i believe personally this is the book everybody's been waiting for
1: yeah and the first the original earth on kickstarter was also 10 years ago Fair. and funded six books, I think was the total there and raised yeah. a little bit over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we're, we were very happy with it.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on it and everything else that I ordered as the add-ons because take my money, but give me stuff in return. anyway (laughs) anyway so on to surviving the inhospitable parts of the bar save map uh we're going to do like like a three part section of this because we're going to cover the badlands today two other parts in short next episode little by little ways down the ways uh down the road and then another huge section later on as well you can probably guess what they are I'm not going to tease you too much, Um, but this is the Badlands. Cue the bullet, boys, because they have a song, Welcome to the Badlands. There you are. Otherwise, um, the Triumph landing on the Iodia Life Rock only increased attraction to the Badlands for treasure seekers. So here's a reason to go to the Badlands, if your Game Master can't think of one. And merchants, by the way, have sent explorers into the Badlands uh, to scout airship routes west as well. So there's two really good reasons to create an adventure, create a campaign that takes place in or through the Badlands themselves. Initial thoughts?
1: Yeah, the history of the Badlands is rather sad in a way because of where it was located prior to the Scourge being near Death's Sea. And so warmed by that, but also having a pretty ready source of water with one of the tributaries of the Serpent River, the Iontos, I believe. You are correct. Near there. And then the Serpent itself kind of up along its northern edge. The area that was to become the Badlands was a very rich, lush, desirable area. And a lot of settlements were there, a lot of agriculture and that sort of thing was done. Consequently, the richness and higher population concentration of that area drew greater attention from the horrors. Yeah. And so, during the scourge, they did quite a bit of extra work <laughs> destroying it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It was once upon a time the finest farmland in all the bar, save to your point with the Serpent River and the Iontos River nearby. And before Death Sea was Death Sea, so yes, uh, very fertile farmland. But the horrors took great pride, if I can call it pride, or glee. How's that? Great glee. That is a better word. Yes. Yeah, glee and destroying. They descended upon it in droves and just defiled the land, especially like more than any other part. And we'll get to to the other parts later. The Badlands was once, it's now named, air quotes, the Badland. And so the question now is does constantly reinforcing and renaming it the Badlands further reinforce the cursed area? Or, you know, this is one of those deeper questions to ask.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to put down a firm answer on that without good reason. Like a lot of the unresolved questions of Barsave as a broader setting, it's an area, it's a question that I would like to leave open for Game Masters to explore unless and until we come up with some pressing reason to actually answer it. There was some additional information in the Trevar source book talking about the Badlands because the relationship between that area and that city is pretty significant. So that is a place that you could look at. There are some ideas and hooks that are in that section that could provide some interesting campaign notions.
0: Agreed. I think to to your point, I like leaving it unanswered as well, just because it's better for whatever that particular game master wants to do with it for their campaign and their setting. Yeah. That's what this tool is here for is use it as you wish. Just to your point from the Trevara, we did talk about a little bit back in the Trevar episode that uh, the reach of the barren Badlands is growing just a few f- inches or a few feet every year. So it's encroaching eastward.
1: Right. And that in and of itself provides a very interesting potential hook for campaigns to be based around if you've got a group that is going to be focusing significantly on the horrors or restoring damaged areas or dealing with them in some capacity, the mystery of what is going on with the Badlands and why it is growing, whether that is because the attitude and discussion of the place is reinforcing its pattern and making it stronger and thus having it grow, or whether there is some other cause somewhere in the depths of that region that is expanding and causing problems. It's a hook that is sure to be of great interest to questors of Jaspery, to purifiers, to horror stalkers. There are several groups or individuals that would have interest in perhaps finding out what's going on there and dealing with it. And certainly something that is powerful enough to cause such widespread and ongoing destruction is something that in a, you know, a long-term campaign would need to be dealt with potentially by powerful adepts.
0: Yeah. I think that we've laid like three or four different ideas that somebody can get to create a campaign or have a campaign pass through. So Not bad. So basically the Badlands, let's describe it here in geographical terms a little bit. This is a lot of rocky ground, narrow gullies and gorges, some high cliffs, but the baking sun as well. So it's not a desert as far as like sandy desert, but it's more of a desert like the Spaghetti Western desert from like the good, the bad and the ugly type thing, um, which I know is mostly Italy, but there you are. Uh, Hence the Spaghetti Western.
1: But Yeah, we talked about this actually a little bit in response to a recent email that somebody had sent in. The campaign was starting in a sealed care that was actually going to be in the Badlands and -hmm. was looking for thoughts about what they might encounter or how things might look when they emerged, and the notion of it being a lot like the high desert in Arizona, Mm -hmm. the painted desert parts of Nevada, Utah, where unlike the sort of sandy deserts of Northern Africa and the Sahara, you are dealing with a much rockier terrain terrain that in its own way could be starkly beautiful, but does end up being somewhat difficult to survive in because of a lack of ready resources that are useful for name givers to (laughs) live on.
0: Exactly. So we hope we're in time to help this, this person out with their, with their campaign. If not, Sorry. Uh, But yeah, the, the rocky ground, the gullies and gorges and the high cliffs and all that make wagons and carts really almost nigh impossible to cross this rocky ground. It splits wheels. It gets the carts off balance. Your provisions will tip over and fall apart. You'll have to repack everything. That'll delay you by hours and hours and hours. Mounts here fare very badly. The only two, Sorry, really, the only one that can maybe handle it sometimes is a Stagian mount. Yes. Because also, by the way, the Badlands have a a part of the terrain is razor grass.
1: Yeah. In the places where there is vegetation, that vegetation (laughs) is dangerous. Think of the southwestern desert in the U.S. or for those in other parts of the world, perhaps images of the desert areas of the Australian outback. Oh, yes. Is another idea that you could sort of draw from in mm-hmm. terms of that. Not the areas so much that have water and vegetation and whatnot, but there are significantly yeah. flat blasted <laughs> areas of the Australian <laughs> Outback opal mines and things like that. Yeah. Look up some of those and that that's some more... Actually thinking about it, some of the areas in sort of South Central Asia, Mm -hmm. Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, at that point you're getting away from the sandy deserts. And and again, more kind of rocky, not particularly resource rich in terms of vegetation and water and things like that. Yeah. Is another area that you could sort of draw on for inspiration there.
0: Yeah, because what will happen to your mounts if you take any mounts in here or beastmasters take their beasts in here, uh, they're going to get a lot of torn feet. It's hot to walk on. Uh, so broken hooves, twisted ankles, uh, it's uneven ground. So not a lot of things are going to fare well by day. They're not going to have a lot of predators out because it's incredibly scorching, scorchingly hot. However, by the night's chill, you're going to get more predators out. So even when you think it's safe for you at night, it's really not.
1: That is correct, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And to Josh's point, there's very little water, very few resources. Uh, Any water you find, any kind of tributary leading to the Iontos River, uh, or even to Death Sea, or the Scarlet Sea, are going to have rapids. And these are going to be dangerous as well. And any still pools of water are likely either horror infected or diseased. Or tainted in
1: some other way.
0: Yeah. So uh, water, this is the one case, water does not win here. Heat wins here in the Badlands,
1: broadly speaking.
0: So any foraging, any because there's a foraging table on the Game Master screen, cacti, cacti and succulents do have water. If you can
1: find those, those, those plants in here. And if you can find the ones that won't cause you other problems, the idea of being able to get water out of cacti and succulents is a dangerous one if you don't know what you're doing because a lot of those plants have other chemicals and such in them that could cause you problems if you ingest or deal with the wrong ones because evolution is a thing where the plants develop their own defenses against the Animals and insects and grubs and whatnot that would want to feed on them. Yeah. It's potentially bad news. Uh, The base difficulty for wilderness survival tests in the Badlands to locate shelter, water, sufficient food, all that sort of thing, I believe is a 12, I think is what the difficulty number is. So we discussed that, I think, when we were there, I feel like there were some.
0: It was an email question, I believe.
1: It was an email question. I think there was also, uh, when we were talking about like third and fourth circle shaman spells, wasn't there a spell that the shaman got that made it a little bit easier to find stuff? Like a spirit related sort of thing? Rings a bell. It's wilderness survival. It's a 10 or a 12. It's a a relatively high difficulty number. It's right there in the player's guide. Uh, Yes, the Badlands is a difficulty 12. It's the Bloodwood that's difficulty 10.
0: Ah, gotcha. Good call.
1: Uh, It might have been actually, we might have been talking about the Bloodwood. Because when we were talking about forests, that's what it was. Right. We were talking about surviving in in forests and that comparison to the Bloodwood and to other dangerous areas like that. That's where that discussion came from. I think I am completely making up that shaman spell thing.
0: Yep, I can't. At
1: this point. Can't find it, so I think you made it up. While it is theoretically possible, especially if you've got a particularly talented or knowledgeable scout Mm -hmm. or beastmaster, it still is very difficult to find sufficient resources because with wilderness survival, each success that you make on the test gives you enough of that particular resource for one person for one day. And yeah. So if you've got a group, it is that much more difficult to get enough resources to take care of the group. And if you've got mounts on top of that, mm-hmm. that's even more difficulty that you're going to need to deal with. So similar to the Poison Forest, in one sense, you are going to want to pack in as much stuff as you can in order to get by. Certainly, powerful and skilled adepts can survive in the Badlands using their magic without too much difficulty, Mm -hmm. but it is still going to be a strain on their resources and pushing them to the limits of their ability and their knowledge. Elementalists can come in handy with that because of spirits that they might be able to have in their service that they could summon or something like that. Although any spirits native to the area would likely be suffering to a certain extent, the same way that any other wildlife would be (laughs) because of the effects of the horrors and the difficulties and problems that they have caused over the centuries.
0: Yeah. They're not going to be
1: very benevolent. Potentially. Yeah. And they're not going to be very nice. Feral, I think, is the word that comes to mind. That's a good word.
0: I like that word. Uh, yeah, to Josh's point, there's food's not going to grow here. It's a desert. You're lucky to get a cactus or a succulent growing at all. And to your other point, so the foraging table, a lot of successes. The hunting table, if you're going to try and go that route as well for your players, hunting creatures here, they're either likely unpalatable, tough, chewy, gamey, whatever, or poisonous because they're in the badlands and this has been horror corrupted for centuries. And so it's like, you know, getting something from, and I hate to use the term Chernobyl right now, you wouldn't want to eat anything that lives living in Chernobyl. It's been irradiated for, in all the, well, all the wrong ways.
1: For way yeah. Anything that is surviving in the badlands is likely to be twisted or corrupted in some manner or, has adapted to that area in a way that is not likely to be helpful. Agreed.
0: (laughs) So let's get down, let's go through a quick list. So since we had an emailer ask us what they could find in the Badlands, let's go down a list of of a few things, maybe get Josh's comments here and there. So you will find lightning lizards, brochas, basilisks, chimeras, hellhounds, which tells you exactly what kind of thing you're in for. Yeah, um, hydras, Molgrims.
1: Oh, mol! I love Molgrims. They're like <laughs> one of my. They were in the original creatures of Bar Save. Oh yeah, and I love them. They're like really like weird, creepy, vicious things.
0: Oh, and they're hard to kill.
1: They are hard to kill.
0: I started off an adventure once upon a time with uh, my party walking between like two low hills and a mulgram carrying somebody ran from one hill to the other, like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. And so, well, that was, that piqued their interest. They had to follow up on that. One of those things. So that's just what you can find in and around anywhere you want to in the Badlands. However, since this was once upon a time a very lush place and very fertile farmlands, there were some cares, and some citadels built here before the Scourge. But what you will find around them are horror constructs. Yes. Such as shadows, Jehuthras, plagues, cadavermen, as usual, and ghouls. Thoughts on any of that?
1: Those are all good ones. In some areas, you may even run into some of the more powerful constructs. That uh, we talked about in our episodes several months ago, talking about horrors and horror constructs. Yeah. Especially the ones in the Earthdawn Companion uh, that are largely original to that book and to 4th edition. So they wouldn't have mentions here. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them are upgraded versions of the other constructs and such that you would encounter yeah. Not to mention probably some actual horrors themselves. Various varieties of nasher worm skulls mm-hmm. would be particularly at home uh, in this area as they do yeah. tend to desiccate and dry out the areas that they live in. There is a very sort of uh, desert flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Despair thoughts. Are likely because it's a good place for them to hide out and have it be very difficult to find their body and they can send their sort of astral extension out to places to cause problems. There's a lot of nasty, awful, dangerous stuff that you can encounter. Yes. But because of the significant number of cares that were in the area and citadels, there is the potential for great treasure to be recovered including Mm -hmm. thread items of any sort from adepts and magicians and so forth that were in the area before the scourge and have since been lost
0: or anybody passing through recently who didn't quite make it
1: (laughs) (laughs) or that in addition to that stuff uh, it is also a place where ruined cares or citadels especially if they're closer to the edge of the badlands Could serve as a base of operations for a cult of some sort, a secret society, bands of foul folk who have that kind of affiliation or the like with the horrors and the corrupted area, but want to be able to get to areas that are a little bit more survivable or to be able to raid villages or whatnot. Yeah but still be in a place where uh, people might think twice about tracking them down to deal with them.
0: Absolutely. There is one special thing about the essay in the on Survival Guide book where there's one particular horror special to the Badlands and pretty much found nowhere else called the Vectha. Do you remember this one? I don't, actually. Fair. Then let me enthrall all of you. Uh, the Vectha, a shambling monstrosity made of animated bones of creatures and name-givers who have died of thirst in this terrible region. No two Vectha look alike, and the bones were arranged in no sensible order. There may be a shin bone where their head should be, jaw bones for feet, breast bones in place of arm bones, and the like. The Vectha seems to shimmer as it moves, as if seen through a heat haze. All who look upon it feel a terrible thirst even if they have just drained a full water skin. The thirst vanishes if you turn your eyes away, but the Vekta compels its victims to gaze at it, and breaking that compulsion is far easier said than done. It is said that all who stand within 20 or so feet of the thing continue to feel a raging thirst until they move out of its circle of influence. Often, the only warning of a Vekta's approach is the rattling of its bones as it walks. So it's basically the Badlands' own version of a bone shambler. How is that spelled? V e k t h a.
1: That's and that's mentioned in the um, survival, guide. survival guide. Yeah, page sixty-two. Oh, yeah. There it is. I had the page <laughs> right up here on my PDF. Fair. I'm not aware of any actual stat blocks for it or anything like that. No, certainly nothing that's been adapted to fourth edition. But it feels like something that could be a, modeled off of a bone shambler. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some constructs in the Companion that sounds similar in terms of being made up of a bunch of stuff and that you could probably use one of those as the basis for this monstrosity.
0: I figure since it's got a special little horror all its own, we'd bring that up, something to throw in there. So if this is not enough for you uh, as as reasons to go into the Badlands, kind of how to survive the Badlands, which is basically don't go there if you don't have to – but if you are sent there on maybe even a rescue mission, if you're sent there on an exploratory find-a-path-for-airships mission, if it's go to a care, go to an old citadel, whatever the case you can find, if there's an item there you need to find or even information about an item there you have to find. Great! All reasons to go. One more reason not to go is this is also the rumored location of Mountain Shadows
1: Lair. Well, one of his lairs. Yes. The novel... Poisoned Memories, the third of the Jirol trilogy. Yes. Does culminate with a visit to Mountain Shadow's Badlands lair, which is reportedly where Mountain Shadow healed, slash cleansed, slash repaired the young Prince Nedin mm-hmm. after his abduction by Mordom and the Therans during mm-hmm. the Death Rebellion. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> It is rumored that Mountain Shadow does have a lair in the Badlands, and it is likely to be a place where he is perhaps in his own way setting up a location where it is very difficult to disturb him. Yeah. And likely also a way, where a place where he is studying the Badlands to perhaps unlock some some secrets of it and perhaps figure out how it might be. Restored, or at least to halt the expansion of it, or something along those lines. Yeah, there's certainly nothing that indicates that he is actively working with the questors of Jasprey that are at Trosk, who are dedicated to finding a, a cure to the Badlands. But that would certainly be an interesting ally or resource to draw on or court to further any kind of quest or goal along those lines
0: yeah that's pretty much a small encapsulation of the geography the magic use the resources and the inhabitants dangers and whatnot of the badlands any further thoughts any adventures you can remember to take place there or go through
1: there there isn't any official adventures that were significantly set there there was, I think, an adventure in the Earthdawn journal that was sort of connected to the Badlands slash Death Sea. Oh, yeah. Like in issue two or something like that.
0: You are correct. Um, I
1: think was the one it was. There were some hooks and ideas in the Trevar source book that kind of tied to it. And I had uh, one of the adventures that I came up with for Gen Con, involved an expedition into sort of the outskirts of the Badlands in pursuit of this legend idea that was leading to uh, an abandoned temple to Rashomon, um, Hmm. who became Ragok. And the idea that uh, perhaps there was something there that could be recovered that might lead to some thought or idea on how his – madness might be cured fair
0: all right uh that pretty much wraps up this episode nice and quick clean done dirty uh all about the badlands and how to survive them and like i said if you don't have to go there
1: don't probably don't yeah
0: it's not a nice place to be so until next time folks welcome to the badlands for your legend
1: (laughs) good night everybody